All right, well, welcome back to The Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BKGlueGuys. That's daily.com. Let's party in here, Mike. Almighty baller. Party in Podcasts. iTunes. Wow. This is a party. Brian. Yeah. The season's over. Pretty almost. much. Pretty much. We've almost done it. We've almost put the nail in the coffin. It was after, the best net season so far. How many? Far. What are we up to? 20? 20 wins? 19? How many episodes this week? No. Or this year? <laughs> no. How many wins? wins? 20? 20. 20. We're recording this on Wednesday night. What's the record? What's the final record? Uh, it would be So it would be 20 and 62 if they lose tonight. We don't know if they will. Um, we're recording this before the Bulls. What did you predict going into the season? Did you? When they Probably did like the round 47, table? I think. Did 40, you? No. <laughs> what did you say? I don't know if I said a number. I'm always bullish. Always bullish on the Nets. Always believe that. What is? I, mean, I want to know what is bullish in your mind. Thirty. Yeah, thirty would. Have, but that was with, and I think I'm validating this. That was with a healthy Jeremy Lin. <laughs> I think if he was Jesus. healthy all year, and not Joel Embiid part two, you'll just do anything. You have no dignity. <laughs> I went twenty six, so I'm a little bit closer to him. Price is right rules, I win. What Still do I wrong. do? What do I get? Still wrong. Are you going to do a naked lap or what? Um, you get the joy of having to have watched 82 <laughs> Nets games this year, which is a special yeah. pleasure in and of itself. It is. Um, the Nets. Uh, Brian, we have a, a jam-packed show. Yeah, lots to talk about. Uh, we're going to rank the players in terms of enjoyment. It's sort of a different way to look back on the season. We're going to yeah. rank them. Yeah, see, of- see the arcs of their, of their, their whole season, you know? We're just going to lay it all out there for us. We got some news around the leak stuff. Um, we don't love to do NBA awards, but I've just heard so much about MVP race, rookie of the year that I feel like should, I have to. Should speak. I use my, my trades drop to? Yeah, sure. Trades. Oh, I got to do that again with the, uh, with the pop filter on that, that S at the end. It's very sharp. Listen, no. to, it. Listen to it closely. Trades. Did you hear the whistle on that? It's a it's an interesting ass like there. Dan Rather. Um Yeah, man. This is it. This is like I you know, I've I'm not getting emotional, but I was thinking like you know, we we we, we, we did all right this year in terms of the pod. I feel like <coughs> I feel like the team and the pod came together where We did. We met in the a, middle. It was a growth experiment. I think there was some positivity to be had with I, I, this team could have could not have had more positivity. In terms yeah. of being a 21 team in the NBA, definitely being so horrible. Hey, we never talked about this on the air, but um, somebody on one of the Nets Daily comment threads like two weeks ago or maybe less put up that great <laughs> little info thing. <laughs> There's no credit going around uh, about the Nets offense, and they do those little infographic things where um, it's oh, yeah. like, you know, when you're playing um, Call of Duty or something, and it's like, what weapon do I cho- choose? And it has that little like uh, polygonal thing where it's like, you know, all the way to the one end, it's accuracy and yeah, like totally. rate of fire and stuff. And so they, it's a version of that, but for offenses. <clears throat> and um, you know, you are you familiar with the Gold, Golden State Warriors? You know that team. Mm, so yes. they have a pretty good. They have a very well dispersed offense uh, in terms of pass pl- passing, pl- uh, player mobility, um, shot selection, so on and so forth. Sure. Very, very far to the end of every. It'd be like a, it'd be like one of the best weapons, right? The Nets, you know, despite everything, uh, in in terms of those percentages and ratios, have a pretty similar looking little uh, infographic. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm not trying <laughs> yeah, to so. say the Nets' offense is akin to 
the Warriors. No, don't, it's better. Don't misread. It's <laughs> better. It's a better offense. Don't misread me. But in those statistics, like like um, you know, player mobility and things like that, they rank alongside them. Um, so to- totally believe it. Um, we've seen it all year. Yeah. Uh, they play an appealing style of basketball, and the way basketball, I guess, should be played right now. Uh, I'm interested to see again what this team does this off season because I'd like to see better players. Uh, sort of running the offense. I mean, did you see the Lionel Hollins era? <laughs> yeah, you showed well, me that. What was it, it's like? If 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 we're uh, you know, we basically got a rocket launcher right here. No, something something much more even. And this would be the club if if we were playing <laughs> right. Golden State, right. playing the Golden hand Knight. slap and Golden <laughs> yeah, Eye. Yeah. That's that's basically what the Lionel Hollins uh, was offense tiny. was. Yeah. Um, and real quick, so we are recording this on a Wednesday night, and this is the Nets' last game of the season, and the Nets have somehow made a headline. Uh, for the last game of the season, and it is due to the fact that they're resting Jeremy Lin, Brooke Lopez, and Trevor Booker, along with a couple of guys who are hurt. Uh, and somehow the the Nets have ended up on ESPN Radio being mm-hmm. discussed, uh, Fox Sports 1. They are everywhere. Yeah. People are angry. Angry at the Nets, Brian. Yeah. They are ruining basketball. For denying their beloved Indiana Pacers a, a shot to win it all. And there's an interesting Indiana, so in the interesting Indiana Pacers thing is that there was one theory out there the Nets are doing this because the Nets could have the Pacers' second-round pick. Um, it's kind of complicated, the answer to all of this. But essentially, the Nets get that second-round pick if it's 45, between 31 and 45. Mm-hmm. Essentially, uh, what you would think of if the Pacers didn't make the playoffs. But what would probably actually happen is that the Pacers would tie in record, and if they did make the playoffs, then their pick would then be in that range and whatever. It's a whole thing. It doesn't matter. But essentially, I got to say, I mean, I think, so one, it's ridiculous that anyone could be mad at the Nets for resting players. When the entire NBA does this, and this is the last game of the season, what does it really matter to the Nets to win this game? I know people are mad about sportsmanship, um, but this may be actually the smartest thing this team has done all year. You've gone through the season do you remember when we were speaking two years ago, Brian? You, you know, first of all, you know how this always happens. Like the Nets are going to win tonight, right? Like ever, this is how because it always happens. They always beat happens. the Bulls. Yeah. Beat the Bulls. <laughs> we own the Bulls. Um, two years ago, we talked about the fact that you can't give Brook Lopez a long-term contract because he's going to get hurt. We have had a healthy Brook year. Mm, could you imagine if he went down last game of the? <laughs> could you imagine just the season of sorrows oh, and Lord. no hope? If it were to end in that way would be incredible yeah. in terms of badness. It's a very smeltsian thought of you to put that out there. <laughs> no, but it's yeah. it's a smart move. It's it's a not head in the ground type move by the team to think like, oh yeah, we probably shouldn't uh leave our two best players out there on the floor in a meaningless game that we've already seen them play together a bunch. Let's just put them both on the bench and let's just hope they neither of them get hurt while sitting on the bench. Hundred percent. Smart move. Hundred percent. Um it's just hilarious that they get some that the Nets get negative flack at the end of the year when it's like yeah. this is just something everyone should be doing. Um, do you want to do our list? Yeah, let's just like get right to our list. Do you want to first of all? I'll just I'll preface it by saying the Nets are back. Totally. Um, so <clears throat> I don't know. How do you want to do this? Basically, I broke it up into like teams of five. Basically, um, my A team, the 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 people that I really am excited for to to be watching for going forward. The B team, like, yeah, all right, I get it. I, like, I can see some more. I'm not, and then the C team, which is like, I'd prefer it if, if maybe I didn't have to 
watched a bunch more of this. Right, I did that, and again, the my the prism from which I built this was oh. the enjoyment I had all season. The prism, eh? That's the how... prism of enjoyment. Wow. So, what was my enjoyment of them this particular season? Them being on the floor. Right. All right. Start with the big one, Jeremy Lin. <laughs> start with the big one. For me. Do you know? What? For <laughs> me. You... Oh, you're saying he's number one. No, I'm not oh, saying he's number one. The, I didn't rank him like one through fifteen. I'm, I'm just doing like in my like a team. This is my like you're my very starters. Pollock in your way that you, you, you just throw them. You're, you don't like oh, lists. You, oh, this is you're all over the. So <laughs> I don't like. Li- I'm like Jackson Pollock, a man who doesn't like lists. Um, Most famous for not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna go because people are gonna want to hear the hot takes on Jeremy Lin, and they're gonna want to <laughs> tune right out. I know how they are. Um, <laughs> Here's what I think about. Sure. Here's my source of Where enjoyment. Is he, what team is he on? You have to list him A, B, or C. He's A. He is oh uh, my God. firmly on the A team. <laughs> yeah, because when you are he, drinking the Lin Kool, the you, Lin Kool Aid, you forget the Kool-Aid. You forget what it was the lemon, like. Lemon oh Lin, Lemon Lin, about to turn you into Lemon Lin. Uh, <laughs> here's what I liked when when he was in the lineup. I felt at least fifty yeah, percent key phrase. So when he was in the lineup, I felt at least 50% more certain that we were going to win. I already felt 100% certain we would win, but it was just that extra boost that really, <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, it's hard. I, you're going to deny this. You're going to deny this. But when he is slated to play, you felt like there could be a win way more often than if he was not. Sure. That's a fine. That's a source of enjoyment. I like to watch wins, you know? Despite everything. So, as do I, and I enjoy the way he plays basketball, but he doesn't play basketball all the time. Oh he's he's gone for months because his his the back of his leg is achy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where did you put him? What team? The C team. No, you didn't. Uh, no, you didn't. Let me check. A team. Not there. <laughs> B team. Nope, don't see it. Uh, he. Oh, the number one player on the C team. So he he- headlines how, how, the C how team. How anti Pollock of you to list all those things out? Um, <laughs> or no? Is that anyway? Yeah, he. Uh, uh, mm. The thing about Jeremy Lin, and and you can't deny this, is it instilled confidence from top to bottom. While he played, yes. But this list again, the prism from which this list is being built is enjoyment. You're just Did a- I enjoy him being on the team this year? No, because even even more so, because when he did play, the team played better. Look, and the fact that he was like this tantalizing fruit that you could not touch on the tree of which you were in the Garden of Eden. He's like this apple, geez. and you could not grab this apple. If you grab this apple, you'd be cast aside. I'm going to go even one step further. Please I mean, do. I'm going to put him into the number one spot. Oh, my a, God. And here's why. I think that's actually here, here's that's ready ready for get your tinfoil get your tinfoil tinfoil's ready put it on got it on uh and yeah got you my tinfoil put, belt put some prescription drugs in it tinfoil shoes get let's start smoking it because here's what's going to happen I suspect that Jeremy Lin pretended to be injured so that Isaiah Whitehead could rise to prominence. I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> He's just that good of a guy. Yeah, that big of a leader. Well, he just knows that long term you're going to need Isaiah Whitehead to flourish. And, uh, and he gave him the space to do so. Yeah, so... I don't actually think that, everyone. But. Again, Jeremy Lin, while playing, was good, team was good. But he didn't play basketball. I did not enjoy the fact that he did not play basketball. He made me angry because he would not play basketball. I don't enjoy Jeremy Lin right now. Maybe next year. Maybe next year he'll be an all-star and I'll be happy and he'll play 82 games and I'll be the happiest kid in town. <clears throat> right now, not enjoying Jeremy Lin. Not mm-hmm. liking it one bit. Again... He's he, the team would win when he would play, but he would rarely play, 
And it was always this sort of like, when is he going to be back? I, I hate the injuries like everyone else does. Yeah. That it's, it's, there's no, the indeterminate timeline. The, oh, we, undis- we don't really know what is going to happen. Oh, he's shooting jumpers. We get excited. But then it's like three weeks after he starts shooting jumpers, maybe he starts dribbling the ball. Don't, don't like- enjoy. C team, enjoyment. Don't like him. Okay. And can I expound a little bit more? No. Growth wise? Yeah, growth wise. A lockdown defender. Stop. Stop. Calling it. Stop. <laughs> Lock it in. Okay, but he was good. He was better. The team was actually much better defensively when he was. That's a fact. When he played, that I mean, since he's been back, the team's been way better defensively. And I, you have to give Jeremy Lin some credit in that. Like a massive. Will you credit. though? Will you actually? No. No. Um, who's 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 on your list? Give me one. Uh, Brooke Lopez is my number one. He's the star of the A team. He went from being the most traditional low post center in the league to being a three point shooting. Seven foot unicorn. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the perfect best player on a team when your team is bad. Yeah, constantly he's just level headed, all about the team. Not a peep from him negatively. He would never throw anyone under the bus. Mm-hmm. If your best player is throwing people under the bus when your team stinks, that ruins your team. Yeah, aka let's say Dwight Howard. Let's say this team had Dwight Howard mm. as the best player. If you would you trade Book Lopez for Dwight Howard? Uh, no, 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 I would not. Um, not and traditionally, player. people would think Dwight Howard would be a better player. So, Brooke is the eighteen. Yeah. He's the most enjoy. I've enjoyed this season from him immensely. Yeah, because he's shown something different. Where's yeah. he on your list? Is he? Uh, a? He's, yeah, he's right there. He's right there, pretty much. I'm, I'm in agreement. I mean, just the fact that he's uh, he's growing as a player at this stage of his career shows shows a lot to me. You're all about growth. I think that's what you enjoy yes. the most. I, you know, that's what I like. You know, we're, like we're in it for the long haul. I've been here for a while now, Mike, and uh, you know, I like to see, um, I like to see people cultivating, you know, some strengths and sh- shedding some weaknesses. I hear you. I haven't done that yet. Um, no, you haven't. Um, the sc- next sc- one is obviously Levert, right? Well, I got yeah. So I have Levert and Whitehead tied two and three. Whitehead two, Levert three. All right. Is is Whitehead in your A group? Uh, yes, he is. Okay. Yeah, it's and and Rondé made it by the the hairs on his chin. Uh, it was very close, but it, he won me back by the end of the season. He won me back totally. Um, he still has so more kinks than anybody else to work out on this whole on this whole team. Kinks and growth, okay. Yes, she's shedding some of the weaknesses. That's part of the growing, you know, cycle. <laughs> there's a shedding and there's growing. Yeah, yeah. there's all of these different processes. All going on at the same time. Yeah. So anyway, so, so Levert, obviously, let's just talk about Levert's growth. A guy that was hurt for most of the season, Mike, or for not most, but a big chunk of the season. So I want you to make sure you keep uh, consistent here and not put but him too high. That's not his fault. That's not his fault. He came in hurt. And then oh, he played. He was healthy. Came in hurt. Then was healthy. Lynn came in healthy. Hurt. Kind of healthy. Hurt. 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 Healthy. You're just, you're just um, got all kinds of... Let's not talk inconsistencies. About yeah, yeah. I'm a flawed human. Yes, I have no growth. Um, yeah, Levert. It and it's sort of like the same thing. What I'll say about Whitehead is that I want the stats to be better. Both of them, I watch them play basketball, and I'm like, God, I wish I could point to like some cool analytics stat that would make it sound like they're the next great player. Mm-hmm. And neither of them are the, that thing. But like both, when you watch them on the court, they're different. But Levert. Like you can totally see the future that he could be like a starter who's going to be pretty crucial, nice ball handler, 
Defender. Are we going to build like a uh, a 2004 Detroit Pistons team? Is that what we're going after? Like, I where, think so. <laughs> where where Levert's going to be our Tayshon Prince? With I could see little Tayshon. He's a little more of a ball handler, even. I mean, Tayshon could handle the ball, but like he's more of a guard, guardy skill. Maybe talk about maybe I talked about this with somebody else. Like, how come there aren't more players like Rip Hamilton in the world that just or like JJ Riddick? Like that's you know just running like 11 miles or whatever it is per game and just like being exhausting to guard. I feel like that should be a more popular thing. That should be basically a position on the floor all the time. Yeah, like just a rovering, a roving. But is that Levert? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying like why I was just thinking about the 2004 Pistons and right. Totally love that team. Like why didn't who's can you think of anybody else that fits that model of like like right now? There's no. I mean, like Ray Allen is as I mean is well. Like remember when Steph Curry was that. Like when yeah. when he was first in the league, they they were giving that he was the kind of like oh maybe he'll be JJ Redick with a little better ball handle. Yeah, they're like he's is like, it going to be way better? Steph Curry or Monte Ellis? <laughs> it's like yeah, who's going to break out? What a weird backcourt yeah. that was. Yeah, um, yeah, Levert. I mean, and Levert's Levert and Whitehead again are on the same level of where any positive thing you see on the court, it is so overwhelmingly exciting. Because you hope that is like a nugget of what they'll become later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, and also like Levert's game is appealing. He's just a, he makes sense on the court. He has a lot of fluidity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say Whitehead is a more enjoyable player. Yeah, definitely. Brooklyn Cyclone. Best. I actually rode the cyclone on oh, Sunday. Oh, sorry, Whitehead. I thought you were. Yeah, you're saying Levert. So you like you wait. You were you rode the cyclone, huh? Yeah. This, yeah. So I was at the grant the opening of Luna Park in Coney Island on Sunday. Uh huh. And I I was covering it for uh, my alternative job. Uh, and I got to ride the cyclone. Your as part of my job. job. My alternative. That's when you're a uh, you're a dominatrix on the weekends. Your alternative news. job. Yes. Dominatrix. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Domin- that'd be an interesting. Is well, dominatrix always gendered, or is a dominatrix female? We're gonna get into bed. Yeah, but that's a good question, though. Yeah, dominator. Yeah, yeah I don't think we should go there. Yeah. Um, anyways, <laughs> so you ate a bunch of hot dogs and you rode the rides and you make and you got sick, didn't you? Yeah, Brooklyn. I rode the Brooklyn Cyclone in in honor of Isaiah Whitehead. Um, the dude is like he has a couple of plays every week where. He does some spinning type Can of crazy Can you tell me a little thing. bit more about, the, uh, the, about the, the ride? Is it good? Did you like it? Did you have yeah, fun? Yeah, it was fantastic. Was it? Is it still wooden? Still wooden. Bangs you around. <laughs> you, see, when you, um, every time, every corner is like a jolt to your heart. Yeah. Um, it's pretty thrilling. I was at a uh, party recently, and one of the guys at the party was cool. like, Yo, guys, I'm planning a trip to Six Flags. Who's down? And everyone was like, all of us. And I was like... Not me. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not my scene. Well, you're Mr. Bad Back. Uh, it's not the back. It's just I don't. I don't need it. I don't need that. You don't need that. I don't. You don't like being on that roller coaster. Uh, a roller coaster, I can I can get into a little bit, but like a ride, no, thank you. Like just like go, getting in like a one of those boat shaped things that just like uh, instant nausea machine. No, thank you. I, look, I mean, I gotta say, I like the boat. I mean, I, I like to agree with you, but the boat shape thing is kind of fun. See, I would never even consider the boat shape thing. The boat shape thing is fun. I'm a pretty you know, you know how you like on the surface. I'm like an incredibly tough guy. You know, just like to look at me, you're oh, like, "Wow, yeah. that guy is not to be messed with." Yeah, pretty. You prowl the streets in New York City. I'm pretty. People get out of wimpy way. when it comes to nausea. I feel nauseous pretty <laughs> easily. <laughs> that's, a, that's a feeling I know pretty well. You're a Nets fan. Well, well what is that? Like Brian. 
Take us through the next bit, Mike. Um, so you were you were and you're thinking about Isaiah Whitehead while you're writing the thing. So what about Isaiah Whitehead? I just think that there's a couple of times every week during the games that he'll do he'll do some tricky pass or he'll do some spinning thing in the lane, some athletic finish, and again I get excited and I'm like, okay, this guy has a little bit of something. I don't know how much it's gonna grow into anything. He could be Randy Foy or he could be Better than Dwayne Wade. Did we talk about know. the Zach Lowe piece? About I know. Yes. Did we talk? We talked about that. I don't know there? if we talked about it, but I read what that that he. Likes I thought that was head. a very strange. Um, he was, so it was like one of my favorite players to watch with the qualifier that he may not be good. I always thought that that's interesting. Like that's um, that's well, a, that's a, a very that's NBA a, thing. It's a very NBA way of covering the Nets thing. I'll, <laughs> I will say that <laughs> that's the that's the implicit bias. Um, but uh, I thought that was interesting because. Um, I don't feel that way. I think that, like, you know, a lot of what he, like, he's, who, I mean, if anything, he will go on to be underrated, probably, but, like, how, how many times can you point to a game and be like, Isaiah Whitehead again? Like, like, making X mistake. There is no recurring mistake. That's There's a really no, good point. Yeah. No, that's, uh, like, and as you're saying, I'm thinking, like, Jared Jack is a better player, but yet you would, you would say Jared Jack hurt a team much more than, mm-hmm. than Isaiah Whitehead ever. As, Whitehead never felt like, as you're saying, never felt like, oh, God, he's on the court. We're going to screw this up. He had an experience, and there were times he messed up, but I would never, never once was I like, he is a disaster. I guess like the 500th pick in the draft, and he's like, you know, creating some pretty exciting momentum in the, at the, at the last two months of the season. There was times in like those games where he like straight up took over. I it was like the Mavs game or something when he was just like, had like back to back. I know Dinwiddie. I think Dinwiddie did well in Mavs, but that's because he hates Yogi Ferrell. Yeah, I think it was Whitehead that also had a couple of nice plays, Mike. So don't. don't I don't think that happened. Don't undermine me in front of our listeners again. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going I'm to pull up the footage now. You're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in trouble. I'm going to send it to you. Um, there's a lot that that Whitehead needs to add to his game, like just in terms of that, he needs to be a better shooter. Obviously, I mean everyone could be a better shooter. Um, he needs to be a little bit more in control, but he's got that. He's got the size, the attitude, the correct neck posture. We've talked about so so long before. Upper body posture, rarely in general, not just the neck. Let's not stop there. Rarely do you have that upper body posture, and you're not successful in life. I, pretty much across the board, Fair. any industry. It's got that military neck. If yeah. you walk like that. You're gonna you're gonna make millions. Yeah, I've been trying to walk like that. I still haven't been able to do. I can't do yeah. it. No, you're not even close. Um, who else you got on this list? So a team, your a team so far is Lynn Lopez, Whitehead, Levert, and Ronde Alex Jefferson, who we talked about a little bit. I um, I have Ronde on B team, but really, who's who's the last person on yours? Why well, I don't have Lynn. I have oh, Booker. You have Booker because is coast to coast. Booker's first on my B team, so we're not far off. He's Mister Coast to Coast. Gets the rebound. Goes down, donks it. He's better than Russell Westbrook has ever been in his life. No, um, and the, the the bottom of my eight teams, Randy Foy, because he hit that game winner against Charlotte, and I spe- <laughs> specifically said that he would never do that. Yeah. So you owe you owe him something. So he gets the eight team for that. He um, shoved it in my face. Yeah. So Booker for me lost a little bit of his. I'm with you. Um, I mean, here's what happened. So the way that I. <laughs> The way that I consider this whole thing is that, like, B-team, I would be somewhat sad to see them go, but ultimately, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be something I could, uh, like, forcefully disagree with, you know? Sure. 
Booker falls into that category for me. He'd be a very nice trade asset, you know, for comparatively. No, yeah, I think you can get a little something for Booker, or you, or at least if you throw him into a trade, he yeah. adds value to it as opposed to takes away. Definitely. So Brooke Lopez and Booker gets you eight first round picks. Yeah. Um. So that being said, had a had you know kind of a um up and down season to be honest with you. He fell a little bit out of the rotation, like you know somewhere in there and. Um, sure. And I think we did pretty well with him. There's also, there's a couple of instances like this where like guys fell out of the rotation and the team started to do well. Kilpatrick on my seed team, unfortunately, most notably. Yeah. I mean, if I'm actually being honest with myself, Lynn's in the B team and Kilpatrick's in the C team, but I'm just going to have some fun. Okay. Um, so you're just, yeah. So you're just willing to be wrong. The bloom off that Kilpatrick rose is a little bit. Yeah. But I, but okay. Booker. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just, I've always enjoyed Booker's basketball, his attitude. Just, I'm Enjoy happy his with his basketball. His basketball. Yeah. Basketball is a way of life. I and, hear you. And his way of life is impressive. Yeah. Um, Rondé, so we, so you have Rondé in the A. Yeah. I mean, why? Um, well, you know, based on those, those intangible things like his youthfulness, his, his, his ability, his ceiling is a little bit higher than most anyone else's. And he's beginning to conceptualize himself as a player that's not shooting threes. That's not, um, like a, you know, uh, much of a ball handler, a streaker for, for example, someone that's not, uh, who he thought he was to begin the season. He thought he was someone vastly different and he's beginning to learn. He's, he's, uh, you know, he's peeling back some of those layers and, and, um, it's just, I think as he be, as he sees who that is, It'll, it'll, you know, every team needs a guy like that. You know, every team needs like, yo, you're, you're a Swiss Army Knife utility guy. Um, and I think he would be a very nice version of it. It could grow into a very nice version of it more though, more so than say your 29 year old Booker. (laughs) Yeah. No. And it's interesting because we've said this a million times, but like when you draft someone like Rondé, he's a swing guy you can't shoot. So he is the next Kawhi. That's what you're hoping. Mm -hmm. And in fact, you know, that's, an athletic wing, the worst thing you can do is you want them to try to shoot threes, but to try to make them into a shooter just because that's what they have to learn. And you try to put them in the three-point line. You try to get them to shoot corner threes is can stifle a game much more than than not just saying, you know what, don't worry about threes. And he stopped worrying about threes. He still shoots a couple, yeah. but he's it's basically like Rondé, just rebound the ball. You're playing the four spot. You're going to go to the hoop when you get the ball like, 12 feet away, just go to the hoop, just throw it up, see what happens. I mean, he doesn't get the ball going to the hoop. He gets the ball, like, I mean, yeah, sometimes he'll be, gets, like, the he'll be the last person on the cut or whatever like that. But, you know, in general, it's just off of, like, stupid broken plays where he, like, need, you know, weasels that's his important. way in. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. He's a glue guy. A glue guy. Let's get him on. Yeah. No, they all want to come on. They've all been yeah. texting us and uh, all come on. Eventually. Yeah. And we're like, guys, guys. No, we like to hear ourselves speak. And, you know, that's why they're not on the show. Um, so, so, so far, my A team is Brooke, Isaiah, Karis, Trevor Booker, and Randy Foy. Thank you, Randy. And B team starts it off Your with Ron. team is just like so messed up. I can't even that tell That is you. my enjoyment for the season, okay? Yeah. This isn't, I don't know what, you, you created a futures list. I part, the future is part of my enjoyment. I want to see players play. Sorry, I live in the now, bro. <laughs> yeah, to a fault. <laughs> to a fault. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Um, B team. Yeah. 
Who's, who, who do you got there? Give me real uh, off. Another one is uh, your boy KJ McDaniel's. Um, sure, liked what I saw um, in those in that you know brief little spell. Um, Dinwiddie, another go-to. Excited to see Goodwin a little bit. Um, who else? <laughs> I have. Uh, I even have Andrew Nicholson on there. That's on your B team. That's because he's not even. I didn't write him down. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Out of disrespect to Andrew. Here's the thing. I didn't see any of Andrew Nicholson. So that for me is more interesting than seeing a lot of Justin Hamilton or just, yeah, I know. Or Joe Harris or God. remember how hype we were for Justin oh, Hamilton dude, and Joe, Joe Harris. Harris. We oh, thought they man. were like, I thought Justin Harris or Justin Hamilton was going to be this like three point shooting to God off the bat. Kilpatrick too. I went, I went, I mean, at one point in the season, I was like, Hey, this guy's could He, he could be breaking out, Mike. And then I was like, I don't want to ever watch this guy right now. I'm sorry, I hate to say it. He's super, he, he's great. He seems super nice, and he's yeah. starting to put it together. There's like moments, but it's still like I, I just feel I get, I get um, flashbacks. I get flashbacks to our Joe Johnson offense, and and I hate that feeling. I know there is some of that. He's he's still more of a like active ball handler. Like Joe Johnson would just dribble the ball because he was gonna. He just needed to move that way. Like he mm-hmm. did it out of necessity. Where I think. Kilpatrick moves the offense a little bit. He's not. Gonna, he's never going to be the main ball handler and pass it. I defend him. I don't know why. I'm just attached to him because he was like a bright spot parts of last year and earlier this year. At one point, we spoke about him as being the second best player on this team. Yeah. When Jeremy Lin didn't play basketball and Brooke was out there doing his thing. Um, I don't know. I just still defend sure. Kilpatrick. And I think there's a still a possibility that he'll reform his game enough that it'll fit. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I think that the uh, as the system has grown, you know, as people have discovered the inside po- portion of the inside and out game that we've decided to play, his skill set is starting to fall by the wayside. He's a little bit slower. Sure. Doesn't Does not exactly have the lateral quickness on defense, although, you know, his stats aren't terrible like people say, but are they? I don't know. I, feel I like don't care. I could have just made that up. No one cares. Um, yeah. Din- and Didwitty is legitimately, a, like, if you're going to rank who are the fastest risers by the end of the year, I think Dinwiddie is second maybe on that list. I don't know who first would be. But he's had a steady, nice progression at the past two months. He's become, I, again, said at one point I never want to see him play basketball. And he is somewhat reliable as yeah. a ball handler defender. <laughs> who can he can score some and it's he's in 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 that uh the polygonal graph thing that we're talking about like the most average he's like the most like even distribution of all of those things he's he's your AK47 or something and he, that's a, a pretty valuable guy who you know yeah. um that is the positives that if you're going to look on a team being so bad is that you get to see these little seeds of awfulness then grow into hopefully um flowers of mediocrity yeah and he is becoming a flower of mediocrity. He is a chrysanthemum. You're a flower of mediocrity. Oh, Brian. Yeah. So I think. Um, yeah, and that's that's our list. I think mostly, right? Yeah. Let's not like let's not. Over, Joe Harris is at the bottom it. of my list. The very last. Well, Andrew Nicholson's at the bottom, but he doesn't exist. Andrew that's Nicholson what I like. I like the mystery. If you, here's exist. what you do: if you pull out, make up a fake name, any name. Just a fake name. I don't know. I, I want that guy more. I want to watch and him more than, than Joe Harris. Everyone else. More than Joe Harris. More than Justin Hamilton. Well, like, so do you, I don't know if you saw the Cavs cut Larry Sanders and they signed uh, the seven foot three center, Ain something. I don't even know who he is, but he's seven foot three. And I'm like, 
Why aren't we? Why aren't we yeah. jumping on? I mean, I know we we got an email last week, and this is you know maybe maybe I'm coming around to this email a little bit more. Um, that you know the Nicholson, the problem with taking Nicholson's contract is now that he's on the bench, um, and he's taking up one of the spots on this roster. Oh my god. Uh, sorry, we're watching some playoff yeah. hockey, and some guy just got. Do you ever cleared. watch? Do you watch hockey, Mike? Why is this on? because eh, what else are we gonna watch? We needed something that we're not gonna pay attention to, and hockey is that sport. For I me. think uh, when I was at the doctor getting my cast, I think I accidentally didn't. So I was like, so I've been talking to this guy for like you know three separate occasions. Like you know, I'm there like in his face getting our, my cast done. So it's it's personal. You're in a quiet room with just another person. He's my age. He's thirty. He's you know, trying to make it in the world of being a doctor. Um, and <laughs> and uh, so we got to talking, and he's into sport. You know, I was telling him the story about the T-shirt and everything. And so this last time when I went in, he was like, hey, uh, so uh, you, you go to any hockey games? I was like, yeah, you know, more of a basketball guy. He's like, oh, you know, me and some of the guys around here are going to go on Rangers tickets. I was like, yeah, nah. And I didn't. He was well, asking. I didn't. I couldn't tell. I kind of shut it down like stupidly without thinking about it. And I was like, "Was that maybe he was? Maybe he wanted to take you to a game? No, not take me, but like, do, like if I wanted to go in, I feel like you know maybe really. I don't know. It felt like that's it. interesting. I feel like that's a breach of doctor-patient privilege of some kind. He's not. My, he's not. He's like the doctor's assistant or something. I mean, he's not the assistant. He's he's on his way to being a world-class um, orthopedic surgeon. Or, yeah, but but in the meantime, he's doing the cast stuff. Talking to guys like me. I mean, we we got we really hit it off. Wow! I'm so well. Good for you to have a, such a great experience. Um, I have mail actually, but you know, maybe do do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, not oh, yeah. about the Nets, but we we can do mail, and I've got news from league after. All right. Well, let me do one thing quick. Hey, yo! Wanted to talk to you a little bit about Steiner Sports memorabilia. Um, so Steiner Sports is the leading producer of authentic sports memorabilia and hand signed collectibles. When listeners use the promo code ALMIGHTY at checkout, they receive a 20% discount on their purchases. Uh, so, Mike, you, you probably know I, I'm big into uh, just random Nets stuff. Right. Um, I think my last purchase, embarrassingly, was a framed Sam Bowie uh, signed framed card, trading yeah. card. Um, so that's the kind of thing I'll be up to late on a Saturday night. Um, but... Uh, there are probably a whole lot better purchases. Not that that's not a great one. I mean, I love that card. Um, but yeah, you can get anything. You get posters, you get cards, um, you know, gear, anything you want. Um, just be sure when you do it, use the promo code Almighty at checkout for that twenty percent discount. Yeah. So I actually bought my dad Steiner Sports had like a nineteen seventy nine Bullets Championship signed photo signed by one of the Bullets. It's like ten bucks. Great deal. So then I bought it and uh, made all the sense in the world. Cool. Mail Alright, enough of that. Um, first up, it's... By the way, where can you... Oh, yeah, guys. Always. <laughs> you know, anytime, you don't have to wait for right before a show. Anytime you just have, like, you feel inspired, you, maybe you've been out on the town. Yeah. Um, had a, had a few had a few drinks. You just want to like say hi to Brian and Mike at, at the Glue Guys. Uh, hit us up netspot at gmail dot com. I we pretty much put everybody on. There's almost never been an email that was. And I do want to do a, a straight almost mailbag pot. 
I think yeah. we need to do that soon. Maybe not the next one, but the one after that. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll tweet it out. Tell us a little bit a little bit about yourselves too. I'd like to meet you know over at least over email some of the listeners. Tell <laughs> yeah, us a little sure. about where you're from. Tell us what, yeah. Fun fact. Give us a fun fact and a question. First up, your boy, Jose Miranda. Uh, thank you for hitting us up, Jose. Um, so um, he says, with Nike taking over for uh, Adidas in the NBA this upcoming season, do you think we'll get total new designs or much of the same? Uh, not sure how much y'all care about jerseys. Just curious to hear your thoughts. Um, I care a lot about jerseys. Greatly, yes. Um, and so, all right. I, I don't want to say too much here, but we know, you know, we we have some connections here, and I can confirm that there will be a lot of changes. And, you know, I've heard a few things, Brian, I've heard a few things. I mean, you know, this is all purely speculative, what do you know? but what do you I mean a lot of changes first. The one that I am excited about, I hear rumblings, guys, totally purely speculative, but it's possible that they'll get rid of the home whites as a mandatory thing. What would they go with then? Just an alternative. Like, you know, like every team doesn't have to have a white. Jersey, yeah, no, no, no. I know. But which I like, I like the idea of, you but know, I mean, Okay. Okay. I'm with it. I mean, I I like the Nets look. I'm happy with the simplicity of yeah, it. The you black could wear and white. The white looks good. once in a while. I think they're just going to go all in on alternatives. Well, Lots yeah. Of alternatives. So the Nets alternative with the black with the stars, one of the best. Yeah. I mean that. And what's always funny is that everyone likes alternatives better than you know the regulars. Yeah. Um. They also will. But next year they're going to have the ad on the jerseys. If we're talking about jersey don't editions, get, don't get me started on this. Get started. <laughs> all right i'm star i'm revving up uh i have nothing to say other than you're not happy about it, like like, it i just think it's, did you see bro or what I, I was on the subway today and i saw a guy wearing a, a soccer jersey and it said um i don't even remember chevrolet or yeah and and i was just like that Emirates. is that is yeah maybe no it wasn't that it was it wasn't something new amsterdam hotel or i don't know some crap and i was like <laughs> it just looks like you just look like a like a nascar car you just look like tri- i know that's what's weird about soccer jerseys overall is that like even the jerseys that fans wear have the ad on them or i mean i know there's some that don't but it's like i don't know like here's what it is i just think like the world is. is so covered in these ad what do these people think like just because you're gonna see the tiniest little like three inch square covered by something that i mean i guess you know suddenly we're talking about infor are we talking positively about infor are we doing any is if they it, advertise on this podcast we will yeah <laughs> infor please uh i will change my name to brian infor if we're the right amount of money <laughs> it's uh, not a bad name um <laughs> yeah it's it's uh i don't know it, it doesn't bother me because i see the way the nba is doing it it's not going to be like just disgusting in terms of how do the you know? jersey, it's, it's, it's a, not a great prince, uh, precedent. I mean, that's it's not great, but it's also uh, it, it's not going to be like you know what? It's they, not soccer. Okay. Soccer is the worst. like you know what? I bet you know. Uh, Ten years ago, when they were going to put ads on the or twenty years ago, whatever, when they're putting ads on on the court, they're like, yeah, but it's not going to be on the jerseys. They're never going to do that. And before that, they're like doing the naming rights of the buildings. Like, yeah, but they're never going to add per ads yeah. on the court of right, the. Right, right. Uh, and so this is how it happens. And then you have tattoos of, you know, porn websites on your forehead all of a sudden. And, and now where are you? <laughs> um, what was I even think? Oh, it will like, well, the funny thing about like NASCAR, and I, you know, I'm just going to quick NASCAR tangent here, is that like the, the, the loyalness of the fans to the drivers is I had buddies. I used to work for NASCAR radio and I had a guy I used to work with that was such a big Dale Jr. fan was that every time that he would win, he would chug a monster energy drink because that's what a, I think Dale Jr. was sponsored by or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, are we going to be on in four every time the Nets win? 
Are we going to start Googling yeah. and like clicking on it? Yeah. What would be, okay, what would be the most appropriate company for the Nets? Um, It'd have to be a company that doesn't do well. A company that doesn't oh, have much on, future. Mike. No, so, come on. So I'm thinking like U.S. Postal Service. I'm thinking <laughs> no, um, that's like a you know it's a long that's a long standing BlackBerry, there. BlackBerry, <laughs> maybe the Nets. Um, just kidding. <laughs> this is, we well, should probably love this Jeremy is, Lin. This is a great idea for a killer comparison, and we should probably yes do that. Let's soon. bottle that. Yeah, bottle that and sell it. Uh, That'll be a good July episode. Um, and is that it? What, no, what's the next one? Uh, oh, okay. Uh, even better. Um, oh, wait. Did, did we answer the question? Other than, oh, like in general, uh, yeah, I think Adidas. I mean, Adidas lost my attention as soon as they rolled out the sleeve jerseys, and I was like, this company has no idea what the what the product market fit is. I don't like them. They're not doing it right. Yeah, and and Nike's has a history of doing this type of thing. They're going to do it, and I'm excited by it. I'm excited by all of it, and I want a Swamp Dragons jersey. It's just for me. I yeah, exactly. It's like, for me. It's like how how did they still hammer the sleeved jerseys down everyone's throat after everyone hates them i don't hate them but it's also like Stop. i'm not wearing right. you're you're I part of the problem. and i don't see there's not like a there's gonna be like a in 15 years we're gonna be looking like people are gonna be wearing sleeve jerseys as a joke almost the way that mm. people wear mighty ducks hockey jerseys oh, yeah maybe i'll come back and be like hip again kind of hip but yeah. it's like dabbing you know it'll go Actually, dabbing was like probably hip at one point. I don't know. It's like it's always. I thought it was always ironic. That was the quickest to, like, not even hip, but like not ironic to ironic. I think yeah. dabbing almost immediately. Yeah, there was a two month cool dab period where Cam Newton was doing it. Was it even cool then, or was I it? I don't. Well, I don't even say cool. What's the word? Um, not, not bad. It's always kind of a self-effacing thing, right? You're always kind of like I'm. Con- like it's like what do you do on the Megatron? Like that's like a it's a Megatron thing to do. Yeah. Anyways, um, hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag. Cheer boy. Trader King. Thank you for hitting us up. Netspot at Gmail. Wow. Uh, Trevor King. Uh, he says, "What's up, guys? What's up? Back at you, Trevor. Uh, I have been having a string of heated debates Ooh. Um, <clears throat> with some Nets and non-Nets fans for a while now. I uh, wanted to hear about your opinion is on this question. Was Vince Carter's best basketball playing years in New Jersey or in Toronto? Now I know that he had Ooh. some of the most memorable career highlights in Toronto. For example, the 2001 dunk contest. It's over. And when you look at his career statistically, I feel it's pretty safe to say his best years were with the Nets." What do you guys think? So I thought about this a little bit and I was thinking like, you know, how many, I always think it's interesting, like, you know, accruing accolades as like, you know, in, in a certain, like Jason Kidd, for example, won his championship with the Dallas Mavericks where he was less of a focal point. Yes. Um, that those were obviously, you know, the best years because of, you know, if you're just basing this on purely on what you earn trophy wise, uh, Similarly, you could make a similar, you know, uh, you could speculate that like statistics fall into that kind of thing. Like, what do they, what do they really net you? I mean, like, were his, were his nets years statistically better? Yeah, probably just a little bit. Were they, was he more of a focal point than in his Toronto years? Was his, was his like, you know, the talk of him being the next Michael Jordan? Like, that was, that was a real thing that was happening to him. He was, yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he did, besides Kobe, he came the closest. Yeah, not in term just in terms of um the the aura of Jordan Carter had that more than anyone else in terms of like the dunks and awesomeness and all that stuff. Yeah, 
Even more than Kobe, to be honest. I mean, when he was of coming out and, and like just windmill dunking everything in sight, yes. it was like, what is happening here? The song Fly Like an Eagle. There's <laughs> a lot of mixtapes. If there's going to be part two, that was only Vince Carter. It was not Kobe. It wasn't anyone else. Yeah. It was Carter. I remember and North Carolina and all that stuff. When, uh, that, there, that, I mean, like, he kind of, he was there sort of the reason. I, I think, like, the, the YouTube mixtape, it was basically like Vince Carter, like, Probably there was fifteen to every everyone else's one, you know, like for a hot oh, period yes. there in two thousand and five when that came out. And that and that was a good. That was like the period when if you found a mixtape of a player online, it was a special thing. Yeah, because it was like everyone has like Zion Williamson is this fifteen year old. Right. You know who Zion Williamson is? Oh, stop! Come on, I know you do. Do you? I've been talking about him on the podcast. Okay, for- yeah, yeah, okay. He has like a million of them. Everyone has them. Okay, Joe Harris has them. Yeah, but. When, like, you could find that Vince Carter mixtape online, yeah. it wasn't that hard. But when you found it, you're like, this is amazing. You and know what I like now? Instead now. of the mixtapes, I don't even look at the mixtapes anymore. I get there's this guy, Down to Buck, uh, he's got a YouTube channel, and it's a picture of Irsan Ilyasova for some reason. Like, it's a, like a fun. That's Anyways, great. he's got a great YouTube channel, and he just does, um, like, he'll just do a game. Like, he'll, like, be like Dinwiddie's game, and it'll just, like, we'll follow him around the whole game. It's good. Okay. It's good for like if you're like you know what is KJ McDaniel's about? Down to Buck generally will have a KJ McDaniel's like game. That's good, <sighs> Mike. You know what? You know NBA.com has like oh my god, I like, don't even know why like, I try with if you. If you click on like NBA.com, you click on a player, I know, you click Mike. on Google. Text. Oh yeah, I can. Oh great, I can go click through like. Do you know ma- what NBA.com is? A Mason Plumley uh, like layup reel, or I can watch like the Nets are going to give Mason Plumley a max. <laughs> contract offer sheet <laughs> by the way i was looking up uh, rfas rfas restricted free agents coming up um Excuse. and there's some there's some not other good ones there's only two good ones so i'll tell you about those later good um anyway so what's the question vince carter, vince carter better in toronto i hate to say or? it i think his star was brightest in toronto despite yes. everything i i think of him as a toronto raptor player St- well okay but if the question is stars brighter, it's Toronto. If who, what was the better part of his career? I would say it's the Nets, just strictly from team success. He was a better overall ish player. Star is definitely brighter in Toronto. I think if you're gonna, if when Vince Carter's in the Hall of Fame, which he may be, do you think? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, most of the highlights are gonna be Toronto. It's gonna be the dunk contest. It's basically gonna be the whole thing. The Team USA dunk. Is going to be the one of the main things. Yeah, and then there's going to be some Jason Kidd alley oops. I don't know. I just think like despite everything, it's always I don't know. Like Charles Barkley for me is like a good comparison because he had these like notable uh, chunks in his career where it's like 76 years. He was like, what is right. this like magnificent beast? And then Phoenix, and it's like okay, like deep in playoffs, like but uh, ultimately kind of like failing to achieve everything he was maybe thought he was capable of achieving and then Houston is his it's just kind of like a weird <laughs> this is yeah. Memphis years. uh and Vince Carter like I hate to say it did fall into his Memphis years I mean his Orlando career was like not great uh we traded him at like a pretty perfect time although we should not have given Ryan Anderson to, su- to do so which always That's chaps my like, butt to, yeah. to this day um but but yeah I don't know I don't know I, do you think that that's an interesting comparison those two Great comparison. Do you like that? Barkley's better in every way, but yeah. 
Besides the last phase, I'm phase not of saying his career, who's better. <laughs> you don't even understand. No, no, no. Comparison. You're 100 percent right. You're 100 percent right. All right. It's 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 the weird. Most NBA players actually do stay with one team, or they go to maybe a second. Mm-hmm. Where Carter, Barkley, those are the, like they had the pods. They had the pods mm-hmm. of their career, and that's how they went on. The pods. Yeah, there's different pods to their career. Yeah, pod pods. Yeah. Good sound effect. Anyways, that's it. That's By the all way, we had. Yeah. Star Wars trailer is going to be coming out soon for The Last Jedi. Did you know that, Brian? This is the Star Wars celebration week in Orlando. Are they going to make more of the Rogue One series? Like, I would like to, like, I know that everyone, Rogue One, everyone right? died, but like, are they going to make more of that in that theme? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to, they're, they're made to a Ben Kenobi movie with Ewan McGregor, mm. which would be the fall of. You know, before when the Empire takes over, it would be Ben Kenobi kind of like becoming a an outlaw in a way. It would be nice if he could redeem himself a little bit for those those other movies. He he came out of that well. Yeah, I don't think anyone like points to Ewan McGregor as part of the problem. He's just you know part of the bad movies, part of the bad movies. Yeah, and and that would it would like kind of like we would become to a, if there was a, like two Ben Kenobi movies that were like good and action packed, and Ewan McGregor was in them. He would vault up the rankings as some of the one of the best uh, characters. Are you gonna make any Dash Rendar movies, <laughs> dude? You know, I'm all about Dash Rendar. <laughs> Are you Shadows of the Empire? Yeah, of dude, course. Come on, do you, have, all, do you have that? There's, I had that. Yeah, I had that. Did you? Did you? The part it was a, it was the, a red N64 game. The sewer, right? Part, the sewer part with the with the tentacles. Did that freak you out? I always all those. <laughs> yeah, I can always. I remember like. Not that game specifically, but like Resident Evil. Like I, I can't take that. I can't take. Yeah, you can't fear watch scary games. movies. Can't watch scary movies. Can't take fear in games. I just want like Mario Kart. What about a scary story? Can you read a scary story? Well, I mean, how many scary stories are there? Like what? What's out? Like what's Slender Man? Where's Slender? Oh no, I haven't. You never heard of Slender Man? No, I have. But I've. Yeah. Is that a book? I know it's like uh, internet. No, it's just thing. an internet thing. Yeah. No, I'm not going down that road. Yeah. I'm just too happy, man. Don't want that. Yeah, you start. You you seem like a really happy guy. That's why. That's why. <laughs> I've read. I've been reading this fantasy book that was. Uh, it's called the King Killer Chronicle, and it's pretty nerdy. Jesus Christ. It's like, but it's super nerdy. Yeah, it sounds that way. Uh, anyhow, so uh, do you want to do a little news around the league? Yeah, just quick news around the league. I'll go. Yeah. It's the news. All right, go, go. I love that we Bill O'Reilly on our... It's getting better and better, isn't it? Yeah. Um, quick thing, and this is not even New Zealand League. I'm not obsessed with discussing who should win MVP. I'm not obsessed with who should be discussing winning awards, but... Yes, you I've, are. First of all, yes, I've had yes, enough, Brian. This, this is a guy who like has real opinions about Oscar season. I mean, this is... Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Oscars matter. Yeah. Oscars matter. Yeah, yeah. MVP doesn't. Yeah. Okay, but I've, I've been like really stressed out because I listen to like Bill Simmons' podcast, Zach Lowe's podcast. I listen to like the, the big NBA people, yeah. and it seems like there's this swirling storm of anti Russell Westbrook thing that we're discount discounting uh, a triple double that it is not a legitimate thing to celebrate. Which I understand that it's sort of arbitrary. Uh, we're just saying double digits and three stats. Like I get it, mm-hmm. all statistics or whatever, but. Uh, and that, that James Harden is by far the better player because his team is so much better and all that stuff. Okay. I am so massively Russell Westbrook pro MVP camp. I am so far in that direction. One is that it's going to be a shame. Let's say 10 years from now, if we look back and we say 
James Harden won the MVP over Russell Westbrook, we're going to feel ashamed of ourselves. It it is probably the best. I mean, like again, I'm 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 with you, but I'm actually that way. You you just say you are, but you love talking about this kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> I how dare you? But yes, I'll play along for the sake of the show because we have this podcast here and we need it to thrive. Um, <clears throat> you can't. I can't think of two players more diametrically opposed in terms of doing good things for basketball and doing bad things. But I was telling you. Love it. I feel like an old man when I watch James Harden because I'm on the edge of my seat and I'm and I'm pointing at the TV like, look at this, look look at this. <laughs> this is this is terrible. What is he doing to the game? He's got no respect for the game. He's ruining that's the game. Your, that's your old man that's, voice. That's me. That's my. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good old man voice. Why? Yeah. Why? That's not. Who? Who is it? That's that's more. Mm, I don't know, like Valley Girlish. Not even really old. You have to give me, give me right. like. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. Look at this. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) No, but no, I really do. I get, I get like sweaty watching him because I've just, I just, I just hate watching James Harden play basketball. It's just the worst. It's a pure degradation of the game because it just invites refs to ruin the game all night and just grind it to the slowest, most creepingest pace it's terrible i hate him i hate to say it i hate him and the, and i agree and westbrook's the opposite and westbrook does everything great he's like the mike tyson of basketball it's awesome to watch him play everything he's, he does is fun and yeah. exciting that game winner hit against the nuggets recently where he like he hit it just an incredible shot and then he jumped 50 feet in the air with his teammates his teammates seem to absolutely love him especially yeah, now it's just a, a marvel you know and I and I completely understand the the negatives for Russell Westbrook is that he is so all consuming that his teammates are slightly diminished because he so dominates the ball. And basketball is a sport that you need some sharing. But but then don't present me James Harden as the alternative. Don't present me him as like yeah. of of like oh but he's like Steve Nash. He he dishes it and lets it go and. Yes, he does do have a bunch of assists, but like he he is all consuming as well. If you want to present me the opposing argument, give me Kawhi Leonard, who's on a team with no other all stars, yeah. but yet the team plays great basketball. They've won many more games. I'm just this season is Russell Westbrook, and I think I don't think that's the determinant for every season. Every season shouldn't be who the headline player who should get the MVP, but this season specifically, in more than I can remember since. Iverson back in the day when the Sixers made the NBA Finals. This season is about one specific player and his mission to destroy the league. Mm. And he deserves the MVP. He's the most important Could- player on his team and the most in in the most crucial player in the NBA for his team's success. Right, Mike, that's that's one for the real. That's for the that's for the media real. Thank um, you. And to cap it off, could you imagine Russell Westbrook dating a Kardashian? I know that's that's not like I get I get that Harden like dumped her or whatever, but but still, he, you did it for a while. It doesn't you well, don't get he to, doesn't have time for that. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, well, come on, you dated her for like a while. That's um, but now Tristan Thompson's dating Chloe, and the Cavs defense is horrible. I gotta tell you, um, Tristan Thompson is an odd shaped man. He's a he is yeah. <laughs> he's sort of a lurching. It's one of those like. You know, odd-shaped basketball players. I always felt like he doesn't seem like he should be six ten. Yeah, he shouldn't. Oh, he's just all, all odd, all disproportion. The other, my other thing that I'm getting really hot and bothered about is that people are going to. So, 
So sort of the opposite of Russell Westbrook is that Russell Westbrook is the most exciting, all-consuming guy, blah, blah, blah. Joel Embiid is sort of the same way in terms of rookies. But yet there are people out there who believe that he should have been rookie of the year when he's only played 31 games. And I'm that is just unacceptable. Mm-hmm. It's unacceptable. It's not how this should work. It's not like it'd be like saying there is a period of time when Greg Oden was in the NBA when he would have like seven fouls a, or six fouls a game, but he would play great defense, but he'd foul out all the time. So you're like statistically the amount of minutes he would play and the defensive impact he'd have was incredible. Joel Embiid plays 31 games, cannot win rookie of the year, does not deserve it, can't have it. I don't care that any of the rookies, all the other rookies stink. Give it to Isaiah Whitehead. Give it to Karis LeVert. Don't give it to Joel Embiid. Hot takes. Hot takes. Jeremy Lin, C-team, enjoyment. Um, You know what that gets? You're done. Take us out, Mike. What do you got? Um, So thanks for listening. We'll come back next week. We'll have, I don't know, some sort of NBA preview talk. NBA let's, do that, let's do that email thing. Yeah, maybe do you want to do it next week? I, we'll have the playoffs next week. Well, so. what, I, what I want to do is do a mailbag of like big offseason questions, big, yeah. big things. We're gonna have we're gonna have one of the ABPN draft guys do it. Uh, do a little draft show coming down. We're gonna do a draft show. We're we're gonna be very draft focused. I think coming up in the next what could, the drafts could, in could June. Could be some other very interesting draft things in the work. I'll just uh, tease that a little bit. Yeah, that that will be exciting. Yeah, um, we're going to be announcing the Nets pick. Is yeah. that what you're talking about? I'm going to be the Nets pick. That's <laughs> more important. Um, Take us out, Mike. At BK Glue on Twitter, Almighty Baller Network, Nets Daily. iTunes, give us give us reviews. Thank you. Please, if you would. It would be huge. Yeah, do it. <laughs> um, hey, good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. You've been great. Thank you. Uh, take care. Okay, bye-bye.